It's Friday the 30th of April. Welcome to The Breakfast Show. I am your host, Mark Anthony, and my apologies that we didn't get our headline video uh, this morning. System just wasn't having it. Uh, and you find me today a bare husk of a man. If you're watching last night, you'll know that our latest construction collective show was a veritable extravaganza of equipment, and it was exhausting. Uh, if you didn't see it, stick around, uh, and I'll tell you more. Uh, but first, let's take a look at those celebrity birthdays. And we have a double-double today. Um, the actors that played Leonard Hofstadter and Raj Kuthrapali in The Big Bang Theory uh, TV show are both celebrating birthdays today. Uh, and two generations of superhero movie stars are also celebrating. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, the original Mary Jane Watson from the Spider-Man movies, and the current Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, uh, are both enjoying birthdays today as well. Um, so happy birthday to each and every one of them. We'll be right back after this. If you enjoyed this show, please consider supporting us. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash demolition news. Now, Neil Edwards, the CEO of Market Intelligence Provider at the Builders Conference, will be joining us a little bit later on uh, to look over the construction contract awards for the month of April. But ahead of that, um, Neil's research team at the Builders Conference have uncovered this wee nugget of potential. Over in High Wycombe, plans are afoot for the construction of a block comprising 24 new flats to bring some much-needed social housing to the area. Both ARJ Construction and Life Build Solutions are vying for the construction portion of the works, but first, some existing Existing buildings will require the attention of a competent demolition contractor. The client in this instance is Red Kite Community Housing, and you can find out more about this one and many more just like it over at thebuildersconference.co.uk. Now, as I mentioned earlier, just a few hours ago, the Construction Collective came together for the fifth time for a show that included new products from as far afield as China, Turkey and the Czech Republic. Uh, there were many highlights of the show, and you can catch it in the link in uh, the show notes for today. More equipment. Those lucky enough to be attending the World of Concrete Exhibition in Las Vegas in June are in for a Dusan-shaped uh, treat. Uh, let's throw that up on the screen. The company is planning to showcase its new DL7 uh, or Dash 7 range of wheel loaders for the first time. And a 20-ton class DL380-7 wheel loader will be exhibited on the Doosan stand in the West Hall at the Convention Center. Uh, the Las Vegas Con Convention Center, how much I miss you. Uh, a new look at, and redesigned cabs with enhanced comfort features, increased bucket capacities and new fuel-saving technologies are highlights of this next generation of Doosan wheel loaders. Every DL-5 series Doosan wheel loader will eventually be replaced by a Dash 7 series machine. Uh, from the DL-200-7 to the DL-580-7, the new DL-380-7, a replacement for the DL-350-5, features an axle upgrade allowing customers to carry and lift larger load capacities. This increases customers' capabilities in a variety of traditional earth-moving applications. And this machine is offered with a 3.7 cubic meter capacity bucket as standard. I, I will add a link to um, that machine in today's show notes so you can find out more. Right, I've kept you waiting in the green room for long enough. And Neil Edwards is the CEO of Market Intelligence Provider of the Builders Conference. And no one has a better handle on the current health of the UK construction and demolition industry than Neil. Uh, I'm delighted that he can join us to look over the facts and figures for the month of April. Good morning, Neil. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. But well, I, I say I'm very well. I'm half asleep, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> that was that was quite a show last night. But uh, don't let that stand in our way. <laughs> I'm glad it went well. 
Yeah, it, 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 very, very popular. It's uh, People love diggers, don't they? Absolutely. Um, so it, it is our monthly get-together. Mm-hmm. And my, my question, which is always the same, what are the scores on the doors? Mm. Well, uh, we've been kind of used to these uh, absolutely huge figures uh, of contract awards during month. Uh, some of them obviously last month was over $9 billion. Uh, but we always said that uh, four billion was it was a pretty good benchmark, uh, and this million, uh, this this month we've actually done five point six billion. So we're still above, but obviously if you just take it on a percentage from last month, we are down from there. But yeah, five point six billion in in a month, which also saw where we had Easter. Uh, so there was a couple of weeks there where there wasn't uh, a lot of staff around and a lot of people around uh, to get hold of and uh, obviously sign contracts or whatever. So yeah, five point six billion pounds in a month is uh, very very good but that's that's the first time we've dipped d- down to those sort of levels in what five six possibly even nine months now should i be sounding the alarm should i be <laughs> th- throwing up the sandbags and building a barricade <laughs> definitely not no definitely not Every, everything kind of uh, looks forward as pretty good um the activity is definitely growing and a lot of estimating departments who we speak to our researchers uh, back at Builders Conference HQ, uh, they speak to those and they, they, they are becoming busier and busier. And obviously some of them or some businesses are furloughed staff, so they're now being brought back. Um, so no, don't, don't, don't start put up in the barricades and uh, things like that. Definitely not. We're, we're definitely uh, predicting that this year is going to be pretty good. So who were the big winners this month? Well, the big winner this month, uh, there there, there is one signature project, if you want to call it like that, but there is no uh, billion pound project that we often talk about when we get the seven, eights and nine billions uh, monthly totals. But this month uh, was a joint venture. They're called uh, Future Valleys Construction. Um, And it's a joint venture between, and I'll get the the people who are actually involved with it. It's um, FCC. Uh, Roadbridge, Meridian, Alan Griffiths and Atkins. And they uh, secured a £590 million project in Wales for the A465. It's the Heads of the Valley Section 5 and 6 Orbit Business Centre, Merthyr Tidville. Um, it's been on the cards for a long time, but the actual deal has been signed now. And uh, yeah, obviously infrastructure is what we've been talking about over these months. Uh, this is a, just another one of those projects that probably the government, whether it be the Welsh government or the, the UK government, have uh, been talking about. And uh, that's why we're starting to actually see uh, this come to fruition. Um, we'll come to the regions in a second, but half a billion um, into Wales, that must must make Wales look pretty damn good this month. It does. As a region, they have definitely uh, come forward. Yeah, th- th- this month, uh, over 600 million is just in south of mid Wales. So, yeah, um, yeah, they've definitely moved up the pile there. Um, in the other parts of Wales, if I'm looking there, which is North Wales, not so good, uh, just uh, just over 11 million pounds. So overall, Wales has got about 620 million, but 630 million. So pretty good for a month. Absolutely. So you mentioned that there was just that one big landmark project. How many of the, before we get on to the individual names and numbers, how many top to the hundred million pound mark this past month? Uh, so far it's 17. Uh, 17. Which is a good number. 
It is a good number. Um, and they've all secured lots of projects. Um, so when you're looking at leading the way this month is Kia Group with 20. Um, but obviously, we've still got a day left. Uh, and since I came online, I, I obviously started to do my reports early this morning. Um, my figures were something like 5.5 uh, billion. But as I look now at the live screen, it's 5.6 billion. So already we've added another 100 million pounds in the day. So, but yeah, uh, Kia's, uh, I've got, um, what is it, 20 projects. Morgan Sindor got 15 projects. Uh, the Vistry Group have got 13 projects. So, yeah, lots of NG Group, seven projects. Uh, BAM, nine projects. So all, all good numbers this month. I mean, that, that puts a nice balance on, on the fact that we've, we've dipped below the six billion. The fact that, you know, there's a lot of work out there. And that really does balance things out, doesn't it? It does. And, and when you're looking at those numbers, each project of, of those will have to have their own teams. So, um, yeah, staff-wise, it's going to be putting pressures back back at headquarters and a lot of those uh, companies. We'll come on to those pressures and more like them in just a second. But take me down the, uh, the top five. Okay, top five is, uh, as I say, Future Valleys is the top one. Uh, second on the list is BAM. Uh, they've got, just got over nearly £250 million worth of work. The largest of theirs is a £100 million uh, office at King's Cross. Um, and the client there is Argent. And it's a, 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 an 11-storey building they're constructing there. Um, third on the group is Housing. Um, is another housing contractor, it's Countryside Properties. Uh, they, their largest one of their projects that they're starting is a £161 million project, uh, and that's in Kilburn, uh, North West 6. Uh, and it's a mixed-use development, um, and it's something like 308 uh, new, new uh, housing, uh, with 41% will be affordable housing on that one. Um, fourth on the list is Engie who I, I spoke about earlier on. Uh, the largest one of their projects, uh, they, they picked up seven this month, the largest one of their projects is a £200 million uh, project. It's a mixed-use development. It's on the former Rudgley Power Station site, um, and it's got many different uh, uh, elements to that one, whether it be offices, local community, as well as housing. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that, that one because we've been following the demolition at, at Rudley Power Station over the, the past month or so. So, uh, oh. yeah, interesting to see how that one's all going to turn out. Yeah, I think it's going to be divided into phases uh, and, it, and and because obviously to do it all at once is a huge area and a huge site. Uh, but the first first part of it, it looks like it's gone to NG or, or they've, they've purchased some of the land as well for their own development. Um, and... Finally, on, uh, ne next on the list uh, is looks like uh, I'll go for two here. Actually, it's Tide Construction. They've picked up a, well, they're going to do their own development in Croydon. Um, it's not far from where I started my career at Croydon College, and it says land adjacent to Croydon College. Um, it's a two hundred million pound project there. And the next one on the list is Morgan Sindel, um, who normally vie for obviously the most number of projects with Kears, but this month they're slightly behind. They've got 15. But the largest one of theirs is a 50 million pound uh, fit out works to uh, our place, which is in the city of London. Um, and it's by their Overbury uh, branding. So we've mentioned infrastructure, we've mentioned housing. Category wise, is housing still number one? Yes. 
Um, quick answer to all of that. Yeah, housing is still over 40% of the market this month. Um, it's gone down from last month, uh, but what we can see um, is that there is also quite a number of mixed use developments, uh, which I always say the fact is because we don't know the contractual makeup of what's uh, retail, what's entertainment and what's housing, we put that in a miscellaneous uh, category. And if you add that to uh, the housing, it's £2.6 billion pounds this month. Uh, if you say that's a total of 5.6, so you can see there it's still a significant sector that is uh, quite buoyant. And what about region? We've, we've touched on the fact that Wales has had a, a very good month. Um, London Steel, numero uno? Yes, numero uno with over 1.4 billion. Um, yeah, Wales is obviously very good this month, as I say, about 625 million pounds. Uh, but you've also got Scotland this month. Uh, that's picked, got something like 360 million, which is uh, above what they normally normally we see. But the second really is the Midlands, and I think that's going to be also. I, I think we spoke about this like two or three years ago, you and I, um, in regards to obviously you've got the Commonwealth Games up there, but obviously with HS2 uh, delivering uh, connectivity across the UK. Um, the Midlands is going to become a growth area and uh, yeah that's something like 700 million pounds this month and that's going to be a, 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 some mixed development some housing um, and some entertainment so yeah I think in the Midlands uh, Manchester and obviously London will be the big areas uh, of of growth in the next sort of like 12 months. Now, earlier on, you alluded to um, the challenge of finding enough staff to do all of this work, you know, particularly when there's, there's so many projects that will each require their own teams. That's something you've touched on before. And something that you and I have discussed in the past is availability of materials. And I know a, a few of the uh, online portals like Construction Inquirer and the Construction Index have mentioned concerns over material supply, partly due to Brexit and, and importation, but also because HS2 is such a huge draw on some of those materials. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you your, your thoughts on that. But we saw this coming, didn't we? Mm, yeah, we did. Um, I think um, we've got to take a long, hard look at ourselves uh, as an industry, as a construction industry. Um, I think we, you know, HS2 has been uh, significantly on the cards and there has obviously been uh, an element there where people have said, is it going to go ahead? Is it not going to go ahead? Well, when you see the money probably that was spent early on many, many years ago, um, it was going to be a project that was always going to proceed and we need to get more connectivity through the UK um, and it's, it wasn't a case of cost or anything like that it was obviously a, 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 initially HS2 was looked at to think about time for getting from the north to the south it was nothing to do with that it was all to do with capacity and uh, I know we've gone through exceptional times in the last 18 months or so um, but you know, when, when the railways were working at something like 98% capacity, we needed to change because the slightest problem meant a huge problem for getting from north to south or south to north. Um, so yeah, we've, we've known about it for a long time. And, and to be honest with you, Mark, I think it's with uh, the government 
also pledging to do these hospitals, which still haven't come online, all of them, um, and other infrastructure projects like the Lower Thames Crossing, and you've also got the a significant project under Stonehenge. Uh, we can only see if we, we, we need to start production of, of materials. Um, and also, it isn't just materials, it's labour, it's the whole sector will need to have a good look at itself and start gearing up to actually achieve what we need to achieve. But this this isn't just a matter of gearing up, isn't it? I, I, I know you and I spoke very briefly before we came online today. Um, I, I was at a meeting, and I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess, it was probably three, possibly four years ago, at which HS2 was being discussed, and they were talking down to the last one, how many dump trucks would be required by HS2. We have known that for years, you know, and, and, and I would like to think that the manufacturers of those um, dump trucks and those excavators have taken, you know, they've heeded that warning, they've gone away, they've done their homework, they've put in place production. How is it that we, we have a, a situation with materials where that hasn't happened? And you can see there, our, our friend at Demolition Jobs there has, has posted a question, you know, closing our own steelworks probably hasn't helped, and I'm sure that is part of it. But again, you know, we, we have had, what is HS2? HS2, we've probably had 10 years warning that this thing was coming, and yet it seems to have taken material suppliers by surprise. How on earth is that the case? Um, wow. Uh, I really, <laughs> that's a huge question, really. But but to break it down into some sections, I think, to be honest with you, we've had a lack of inward investment over the last. We, we've relied very much on uh, last minute, just in time deliveries. Um, and we've become probably uh, a little bit complacent uh, because we've always been allowed to uh, get a lot of our materials from Europe. Um, because obviously the likes of Poland and Germany and places like that have always supplied us with a lot of goods and also internationally from the likes of China and abroad. Um, so, and, and it's, it has never been interrupted. So we've never kind of uh, thought to ourselves it would be interrupted, but obviously this pandemic um, has, has put something in place now we've now got to relook at ourselves and say to ourselves right okay do we need or we need to look at a lot more manufacturing within the uk and uh, if you look at the number of factories and industrial units that are being tendered for at this present moment in time i think we said it about two or three months ago that's going to be a big sector and is a big sector because they are there is a lot of them um, whether they're going to be logistic centers for people to collect uh, goods and then deliver them across the UK or are they going to be actually manufacturing uh, uh, that's still to be looked into but yeah we, we, we really need to look at ourselves I, I, you know I think if you look at the government they've said just we are now borrowing more just about the same levels if not more than we did after the war in uh, the 1945 um, so and then we decided to build, 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 and then we decided to manufacture, manufacture, manufacture. So that may be um, the manual uh, to have a look at. But we've got a situation now. I mean, there will there will be concerns, um, and, and it will be used as a political football if HS2 runs late 
um, and, and, and if it runs late, it'll be down to material shortages and that kind of thing. Well, we should have predicted that. We should have put something in place for that. In addition to that, you, you've got a situation where if all of the materials goes to HS2, other bits of the market will be left wanting, which means that material suppliers will be in a position to hold them to ransom and charge them additional money, which will drive up the costs elsewhere and will cause inflation and all that kind of stuff. We, we could have predicted all of this. And I, I, my, my sense of this, and I don't think HS2 is guilty of this because, as I say, we have seen it coming. But there's there's an awful lot that goes on that people like to keep to themselves. You know, it's this is this is my secret, and I don't want to share. If we were more open about the the true workload and and the true timescales of everything, material suppliers would actually have better intelligence upon which to base their production, wouldn't they? Oh, you're 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 speaking my language there, Mark. Um, uh, I've got a great team of researchers, um, as I say, uh, at, at Builders Conference, and we're very lucky that we've got a number of good communications with a lot of, not a number, a lot of uh, construction companies. Um, and we also are, are linked with the likes of Considerate Constructor Scheme and things like that. So, um, yeah, companies are very poor, and I'm going to you know, say that, at kind of keeping their information to themselves um, and when we even when we phone them up sometimes and say that they've actually registered the job with the considerate constructor scheme so it's actually a physical project or you can actually go and sit outside the project but you just want we just want to confirm certain bits and pieces for our research um, we get told we can't tell you that um, I, I really don't understand that when it's it's an inanimate object out there. It probably was, this is from historical that people um, don't like giving information away or whatever, but if we are not going to have these huge issues regarding materials, and you know, it will come to the fact that I'm sure that site operatives are going to be quite um, valuable in their, their asset, shall we say, in the future, because there's going to be less and less, especially with Brexit as well. We don't know what the, the true impact of that is at the present moment in time. Uh, so we have got to be a little bit more transparent. You know, that's and that's why we put on our um, our BC live table. It's live. It's there. You can see it. It's it's not monthly. It's not fixed. It's there. It's live. And, and to try and help uh, the industry give it a, a, a better better analysis of what really is going on it, it seems so incredibly short-sighted that idea of, of keeping information out of the public domain as you say you know let's use hs2 as an example you know if hs2 had been done on a secret squirrel basis i need to know basis <laughs> you know we, we would now be launching without enough staff to do it we'd have no materials um and but a major project like that has said here's you know years in advance here is everything we are going to need so colleges get ready material suppliers get ready this is coming which to my mind makes perfect sense and yet you've got smaller projects who are oh no this is top secret we, we've got we can't tell you what it's all about oh and we need some staff and we need some materials and we need them tomorrow that's lunacy isn't it it is because uh, the number of the smaller projects as a mass is it, it, huge. You know, if you're talking sort of like um, this month, we're over sort of like, I don't know, uh, 500 projects this month. Um, and there's only 
you know, shall we say out of those 500 projects, there is what, I don't know, if you, even if you say 50, if you say 100 of significant value, there's still 400 odd projects there that, that add up to a huge amount of money. You know, and 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 that's every single month. And we, we just for instance, I, I currently I, I'm having some uh, repointing done on my house, um, and the bricklayers here can't get cement. You know, because so we, we talk. One minute I'm talking about major construction businesses that are suffering with their material supply, but consider the actual domestic market. We've been all cooped up, and we're not going away on holiday so we a lot of people have got a lot of uh, capital that they wish to spend and the best place to spend it because it's got value is on your house or on your gardens or on internally so there's going to be also a home improvement market that's going to increase as well so you're having you could have a double whammy here and you know and they they've taken two days to source some uh some cement um for 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 obviously the water on my house and uh and, and that's going to the lights of even going down to the lights of b and q and places like that there, there are those are empty in some areas <laughs> it just seems absolutely crazy and I, I, it, it goes back to the the big job that you mentioned earlier um it, down in wales you know wales is suddenly going to be you know wales has been bumping along the bottom for uh, the past year or so and obviously due to covid and everything else and all of a sudden they're going to be hit with we need lots of materials <laughs> where the hell are we going to get them from yeah exactly exactly and 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 if uh, the governments are going to uh, provide even more infrastructure and uh, i don't know i'm not up to speed with the cardiff bay uh water element the the, the, the power um, project that's going to come there or Swansea, uh, that's only going to put even more pressure onto those uh, areas and, and the materials across the UK. Yeah, and, and as our friend at Demolition Jobs has just said there, that's what it will do. It will drive up prices. So, yeah. you know, this this top secret, we can't tell you anything about anything approach is actually going to cost the industry money, isn't it? Absolutely. And you know as well as I do, at the present moment in time, uh, the house market is booming. And if uh, house builders uh, can uh, pay a little bit more for bricks because uh, there is a buyer for their house which will pay another £1,000 because they want to move uh, to more of a rural location, etc., then the house builders will pay that extra little bit of money on the bricks. And then the people that are down the chain that have already ordered the bricks will more likely be bump down a little bit and you'll get delays in projects and but you're back to there the hs2 thing that it'll be delayed because there's lack of uh, lack of materials but it won't just be hs2 it'll be other significant projects as well like like, like hospitals schools colleges and, and other things like that yeah I, I, and that's the one that really brings it home i mean hospitals in particular if if we get to the point where we need as we have just had, we, we, we need additional hospital space and we can't build them because we can't find materials and we can't find materials because we've we've been <laughs> keeping the facts and figures to ourselves. We have nobody to blame but ourselves, do we? No, exactly right. And But, but as a, we're all receiving uh, information now totally different 
to what we were used to 10 years ago. And that information I also class as videos and uh, television and all that, those sort of things. So that there is a divide that probably uh, how old you are, and I'm, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna be uh, <laughs> a little bit controversial there. You, your expectations are different and, and we must start to learn and develop uh, a digital world really. Um, it's not, it, not going to stop, um, you've got to embrace it. If you don't, you know, I think you've spoken about having video cameras on site, etc. Well, that's, that, that's, that is the future, that will be the future. Um, if you don't particularly like it at this present, well, develop it to way the way you want it to, to, rather than just sort of like putting up, no, I'm not going to do it. Embrace it and, and learn about it and see how it can help you. And that'll then improve productivity. And we, nobody wants to do things twice. Uh, and if you can learn or it improves health and safety on that aspect as well, because sometimes there are accidents, regrettably there are accidents. But if you can learn from those accidents because you've actually got someone or, or it, it on camera, fantastic. And it's the same with the digital world as well for actually information. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, and uh, you know, you and I are of a, a certain age, although you look better on it than I do. Um, we are of a certain age. Thank you. What, what is what is slightly odd, I think, about this is the fact that. On the one hand, you have got senior managers and senior executives, project directors and that kind of thing, who are demanding from their teams up to the minute real-time information. But it strikes me those are the same people that are at the same time saying, don't tell anyone anything, keep it to yourself. You, you, can't, you, you can't have it both ways. You know, if, if you want real-time, reliable, valid information, You've got to share real-time valid information as well, haven't you? You don't have to share everything, you, you, but it, when it's fact and it's, an, it's on the site and I can sit in from, from my office or wherever <laughs> I am and look outside, it's their opposite. I know what's happening. It's like going into a boxing match, you, the boss telling, telling the junior or whatever, or, or his employee, going to the boxing match, but um, I'm going to take one. Can you tie one hand behind your back? Because I'm not going <laughs> to tell you everything. And, and that's going to be it, isn't it? Yeah, seems crazy to me. Uh, we've had a, another question in from our friend Nigel Williams. Uh, current positivity, can it last? And will the further reopening of the economy boost the sector even further? Um, I, I, <laughs> I'd like to think it will, if we can get the materials, I guess is the answer. Absolutely. I, well, I've also, while, I, while I've got, got the screen up here, um, we've just entered in April over 900 new projects, which weren't there in March. Um, and, in, and in March, we entered in a thousand new projects. Um, those 900 projects are about 10 billion pounds. Now, some of them are contract awards. Some of them are in between the bid has gone in and award. And some of them, the bid has still got to go in. But that's another 900 projects that we've already entered into in April. So. I'm definitely half full with my cup of uh, wine, beer, or whatever it's going to be. Um, and over the year so far, we've added since January the 1st, uh, 3,800 new construction projects worth approximately 48 billion pounds. 
So bearing in mind, I know we, we, we spoke about a figure of 83 billion from March the 23rd, when lockdown began to March the 23rd this year. We're already ahead of that number on a rolling year basis, aren't we? I think this year we're going to be knocking on the door of 90 billion. If I was to predict. Wow. Something. Yep. Wow. Because I, I see that there's going to be pressure put on the government to put these hospitals on not just on the drawing board but on the on the tender side of things and actually getting them off the ground and then you've got all the associated works with that and I can also see the likes of um, as I say the lower Thames crossing uh, the Stonehenge tunnel and other further significant projects. And I haven't even, we haven't even spoken about HS2A, <laughs> you know. That's not even, in, not even in my commentary at the moment. No, absolutely. Well, you, you'd have to think, you know, if, if uh, Mr. Johnson wanted to detract from talk about who paid for his curtains, spending lots of money on hospitals would be a pretty damn good way of doing it, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And, and we all know how politics works. That's exactly how it is. It's... Uh, you try and divert the conversation and that's the best way of doing it yeah as peter's rightly said there i mean 90 90 billion is a massive number i mean that's so far beyond anything we've seen before isn't it it is yeah uh, there was a study done a few years ago that for every pound uh invested in construction one pound 64 went back to the economy there's your economics so that's what boris and the government are going to do, isn't it? They are going to, because the economy has taken such a hit, it needs to get money back into it. And the best way you can do that is build yourself out of it. Yeah, well, it's not just build back better, it's build, as you say, build yourself out of it. I mean, I, I can't do the math because, frankly, that's not what I do. But <laughs> if, if, you're spending, if, if you've got 90 billion going into construction, that's what, 160, 170 billion going into the UK economy. That's not to be sniffed at at all. No, exactly. And, you know, we're travel and that industry is taking a hit. So and I don't I don't know what it's going to be like in the next six months or whatever. Um, but then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not even I'm talking about some of the hotels in England and, and the UK need a, a little bit tired, aren't they? You, you and I have both seen them down our neck of the woods, uh, down at Eastbourne and uh, places like that. So. To, to attract new visitors and attract new people, they're going to have to be done up. But once again, it's building. Absolutely. Neil, it's, it's been a pleasure as always. And it, you know, I came into this conversation looking at the, the figures having dipped below 6 billion, <laughs> to, to go away feeling slightly less positive. If anything, I feel a lot more positive as a result That's... of speaking to you. Um, oh. If we can just overcome the materials issue. Totally. I, I, I you know, I'm always known as my friends group is sort of like a, a little bit pessimistic uh, not pessimistic and there you have it as i say i i went into that conversation kind of expecting things to be slightly downbeat as apparently it's not downbeat at all in fact we've got lots of things to uh, to look forward to um yeah peter i will certainly have a drink for you although as you know as well as i do it will probably be a diet coke because a bit of a lightweight basically uh, no it won't be shot shot shots because Teetotal, you know. Somebody has to keep a clear head to do this sort of nonsense. <laughs> clear head.
clear head, my eye. Uh, right, okay, I'm gonna, uh, I've got to go and get ready. Uh, I've got to actually get dressed properly for once, which will be uh, quite nice. Um, so I'm going to love you and leave you. Uh, I will be back this afternoon on Instagram Live. Uh, it's probably going to be slightly later than usual. I normally go at three. Um, it's more likely to be four because I've got to get back from uh, from the pub. Hey, tough old life. Um, but that that's me just about done. One thing I will give you a very quick heads up on. Um, you've already seen something a little spooky from our friend Nick Drew today. Stick around for next week. In fact, the whole of next week for something equally mysterious. I will tell you more on Monday. In the meantime, uh, if you're watching in the UK, have a great long weekend, guys. You've all deserved it. If you're watching overseas, uh, I'll see you on Monday because bank holidays don't apply when you work from home. Um, and I will see you all very, very soon. And just one final word I will say to the team at the Construction Collective. So Peter Haddock, Nick Drew, Lucas Haddock, my son Fred, Last night was a blast. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me along for the ride, and I will see you very, very soon. Have a great weekend.